0: What's up, everybody? Bobby here, the Geek Guru. Geek, definitely Guru. I don't know. There's a really wonderful podcast you should be listening to called We the Gamer Cast for my BFF Sean Capri. And when I'm not playing video games, that's what I do. I listen to We the Gamer Cast daily, on repeat, over and over. What do you think? Too much? A bit. How much is he paying you to do this? He said like fifty dollars. But he's Canadian. That's like what five dollars American. We can't even buy dog food with that. Huh? I, uh, I I never really thought of it like that. You know what? Never mind. Everything I just said, just disregard. It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 23 of a brand new, rebooted Wii The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by wethenerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes every Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, guys. Thank you for rating us on iTunes, and thank you for sharing. It's how we keep this thing moving. It's how we keep it moving, and growing, and going. You know the drill by now, guys. Every week, I get to have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, we talk about video games, and this week is no different. Actually, it's a little different. This week is... A little different. We talked to Noah Todd. He's a guy who runs a website called Eight Bit Chimp. And have a really good chat coming your way. And if you like it, if this is your first episode and you like this, go back last week. I talked to Kaylee Woomer. We talked about really amazing things. She made fun of how I talk. Uh, I felt really old and stupid. And overall, it was a pretty successful <laughs> podcast. Uh, so if you like, if you like this one, if this is your first time, go back. There's some really good others. So go, go look at that. If you also like what's going on, you can tweet me at Sean Capri. Uh, that's Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. Uh, or you can join us on the Facebook group, guys. We the Nerdy's Facebook group. Just search for We the Nerdy at the top there. And Andrew will probably let you in. And would love to have you talking about stuff. Let us know what you're playing. Let us know what you think about this podcast. About, about. I'm really working on that, guys. I promise you. I'm working on the word about. The other thing I'm working on, actually, right after I talk to you about this. Damn it. Say it's so weird. Sorry. Uh, I played Quantum Break yesterday. It was about a 10 or 11 hour kind of thing. And it honestly felt like I was binge watching a Netflix game, I guess is, is sort of like the way that I'm trying to wrap my head around. I'm still working on my review here. And so I'm st- still kind of like working out how exactly I'm going to be talking about this. So why not? Why not just workshop it with you guys right here as I record this, this thing that I could easily edit, but I won't. So, let's see, guys. I could probably go on and on, but I'll have a, a totally detailed review on WeTheNerdy.com the same day that this goes, uh, this podcast goes live on Monday. So, go check that out. But really quick, I will, let's let's talk about some of the things that I really liked about it. Um i think that it looks fantastic first and foremost it looks incredible um i haven't felt like such a superhero with such great power since probably infamous so if you if you're into the infamous series i think you'll dig this the playing with time never really seems to get old whether it's uh, through the combat or some of the puzzles are are, are kind of neat and, and clever in that way um i don't know if you guys have been playing tomb raider or uncharted and and that style of third person action adventure kind of game if that's getting stale for you then quantum break will be really enjoyable it has just a different way of maneuvering around the environment and the way that they do set pieces with time playing an integral role in the whole thing just it looks spectacular and it's engrossing and i think you guys will really like the time travel kind of like the sci-fi the science behind the time travel is really cool and the other thing that I'll mention is that time travel stories in general have a way of getting overly convoluted and have, sometimes they'll have a, a difficult time uh, portraying and unveiling how the time travel works. And I'll just say that, that it makes sense here. It's complex, but it's comprehensible. And yeah, man, I just really, really liked it. It's not perfect though. There's definitely some things that, uh, that they could have smoothed out or like, I definitely want a sequel. We'll put it that way um so spoilers i'm, I'm giving this game a, a fairly high score i definitely want to play it again there are there there's lots of replayability here there are certain points in the game where you're given pretty hard decisions actually things that that's the thing about when games give you a choice and when they give you agency there's two things really that that i look for it, one is that is the decision a difficult one to make or is it just like a no brainer like a well, of the two this is the one i'm always going to go with um so that it definitely nails that these are these are tough choices these are some these are things that you're going to actually look at the screen and go one way or another and you're going to look at that and go like ah, i don't know i definitely did so it nails that and then the other thing about games that give you these types of choices is it has to have some sort of impact on the overall story and to me this did a, a good enough job. Now, I think that some people will want it to do a little more in terms of the actual ending of the game. Um, but I enjoyed my journey through the game. I think that the beginning and the end are sort of determined by remedy. Like they, they're the ones telling the story. So that's pretty much, there's, there's quite a bit in the, the beginning and in the end that you don't have any say in, but all the middle, you, there's, there's quite a bit going on. So. I really enjoyed it, and then of course the the live action stuff is um, unique, well to say the least. It's it's interesting, and I really liked it because it sort of gave me a chance to put the controller down and, <laughs> and grab some chips or grab some candy and go, you know, grab a drink, but watch this. And it felt very rewarding for me. Um, I wasn't really looking for the live action stuff to totally blow me away, so I guess that's where my expectations were going into this. And I really liked it was good enough quality that I didn't feel like it was, you know, detracting from the overall experience that they were about 30 minutes long. So that kind of goes into the whole binge watching a Netflix game kind of aspect to it. And what else? Um, I like that the live action stuff is really there to expand your understanding of the entire world. So the game is obviously played from from the main character, Jack Joyce, it's played from his perspective, but there's so much going on in this story. There are so many characters and, and people who played different roles in, in the outcome and the going-ons in this game. And so I really appreciated that you could kind of take a step back from all the things that you just did and all the people that you just killed <laughs> and uh, take a pause and just look at all the other things that are happening to kind of give you a sense of the scale uh of why the world is coming to an end that's not really a spoiler that's that's really the the whole thing is that you're you're trying to save you're trying to save the day and so a lot of games struggle with kind of showing that the world is in peril and i liked that these short breaks away from the game gave you a sense of everybody else all the other all the other players here so I'll leave it at that. You'll, you'll have to read the review to kind of find out what I didn't really love about the game. There are definitely a few things that are keeping it from being an absolute masterpiece, but I really enjoyed it. I'm going to be, as soon as I'm done writing the review, I'm going to be playing through it again. So I think that Xbox fans have a lot to to be happy with here. And I don't know if this is on the opposite end of the spectrum, but totally different now for something completely different. Um, I played season three. I got a, I got a review code for... Uh, Killer Instinct season three, and uh, you guys might remember back on episode fifteen or sixteen, um, I had Brock McLaughlin on from BrockDMcLaughlin.com, and so he asked me to write a sort of a guest review of season three for Killer Instinct, and I had a chance to dive into that over this weekend, and I again, I, you'll have to check out that site to to find out everything. But I loved it. This is—I'm not a huge fighting game fan. I'm definitely—I'm not even a—I'm not a huge Killer Instinct fan. But I played it way back in the day, back in the Killer Instinct uh, for Super Nintendo and Ki Gold, and then uh, more recently on Rare Replay. So it's not like I've never played Killer Instinct, but I'm definitely not a diehard fan. I'm not going to go into like the nitty-gritty details, which I think actually keep a lot of people away from from fighting games. I just like this game. Play so smooth. This is a criminally underplayed game on, on Xbox One. I think the first season they gave away for free, or they had, I think, season two, maybe, for Xbox Live Gold. So we all have this, guys. Anybody who's got an Xbox One, you have a good chunk of the content out for, for Killer Instinct. So you should go play it. This new season is really cool. It's off to a good start anyways. They've got, um, four characters that they've added to the roster. So they've got Kim Wu and Tusk, they're back from. Killer Instinct 2 or KI Gold, depending on if you played it on the arcade or 64. And then they add like two totally different characters that are... So there's Arbiter from Halo, except it's not really the Arbiter. And then they have Rash from Battletoads. And both of those kind of special guest appearances sort of sound weird when you think about it just at the start but when you play it they feel awesome I, especially rash he was probably one of my he was probably my favorite of the two offshoot characters there so so really cool stuff there i think that it works um that that tie in it actually doesn't seem as jarring it's kind of like i don't want to put it on the same level as smash brothers because that's obviously the master but this is clearly what maybe they're test maybe not clearly this is what they're testing with with inserting outside characters in here i think that would be really cool for for microsoft to be able to have Killer Instinct as this fighting game where different characters have a chance to to jump in and, and go crazy and beat the crap out of each other. So I have great, lots of fun there. And lastly, Mitomo is blowing up my phone because like almost literally because my battery goes from 100% down to 20% in a matter of minutes. Um, that's probably my biggest complaint about Mitomo. but otherwise this thing is super addicting, super polished. It's got that Nintendo kind of prestige and sheen to it. So I'm really enjoying that there's lots of fun stuff to do my probably my favorite thing about this is that it has a photo mode so you can pose your me in different all sorts of different ways and i'm not really the type of guy who will post selfies on the internet but i definitely like that whole culture and i like posting pictures i just um i just really enjoy putting my me in these weird poses and and pairing them up with other friends so i've got a couple pictures with my wife and with Joey Ferris what's up Joey and I just love doing that we can just do all these crazy things anyways I'm loving my time with Mitomo. loving my time with Quantum Break great times with Killer Instinct there is just so much going on I can't believe there's not enough time in the day I would like to get back to the division and I don't even know where to start but we could start right now. My guest this week is Noah Todd, and he kind of continues this whole trend of child prodigy guests on the, on We the Gamer cast. Last week I had Kaylee, who's super smart, and, and Noah, who I discover his age midway through the conversation. I'm just totally blown away. He's wise beyond his years and runs a website called 8bitchimp.com. Some of you may have heard about that site in various Facebook groups that I've seen you in. And what a cool site. He's always got great content going up there. So go, go give him go give him some love check out 8bitchimp.com he's on a he's on a podcast 8-bit chatter as well and i've just got lots of love and respect for for noah we had a great chat which you will hear right now so let's get right into it here's a man with two first names noah todd Because I think a lot of people go through that. I don't know if anybody really talks about that with... They have, like, a period in gaming where they do kind of play those just very, very popular, but not very... Like, they don't have, like, a wide variety of gaming. Like, there was a long time where I played, especially in 360 era, where all I played was NHL and Call of Duty. Yeah. And, like, that was kind of it. So, like, what what was it that sort of got you into opening your horizons into more than just uh, the bro shooters?
1: <laughs> yeah, um... I mean, a lot of it was money. I mean, yeah, cause I was so young when I had a 360. I was 13, um, and when the PS4 came out, I was 14, I believe. Um, and I actually like was old enough to get some kind of job to make some yeah. kind of money. What did you so, do? I am. I work for my dad. We own a design company. Okay. And I, I do social media. So like, I run like social media accounts for our clients. Right. Um, and so that's my job and I actually started making some money through that so when the PS4 dropped I was actually able to like invest in other kinds of games because when I had 360 it was like okay I had to choose between like one or two titles a year, it has to be something yeah. that like, I can put a lot of time into and now I can do games where something like super hot, where that game is only mm. like an hour and a half long and it's $20 yeah. but uh, I've come to a point where like I, okay, I, I can stomach that um, and enjoy it, kind of thing, and increase. You
0: are you almost like looking forward to games like that, where you can kind of spend an afternoon and get the whole experience. Or are you still going for like those big giant games that you can sink your teeth into for like six months out of the year?
1: I definitely, I try to find a mixture. I, sure. like, I really enjoy um, like The Witcher. I put yes, I was going to mention hours. that. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one for me. Like I spent definitely at least sixty hours in that. Um, yeah last fall I didn't play when it released, but I played in the fall um, and i play, I put a, t- a lot of time into that really enjoyed it um, but lately I've been trying to like uh notice more games that are shorter and not just spend so much time with the big triple I want to give some credit to the smaller developers so this year I played like super hot uh that dragon cancer I don't know if you yes know. that was really uh emotional experience. Um
0: what what was it about that game that sort of drew you to like I have I actually work at a cancer charity so I was very intrigued by by that game and my wife's dad uh passed away from cancer before I had a chance to meet him so uh cancer for me is like very very close mm-hmm. so I had I was very drawn to that game so I was wondering if it was just because it was like a smaller game or is there something else about uh that dragon cancer that sort of drew you into that sort of experience
1: um for me I know my grandmother she uh she passed away from cancer and then oh I'm sorry man oh sorry <laughs> um <laughs> but when uh the game came out uh one of, one of the people on my staff uh Kevin he played it um and he kind of is the one who convinced me to get it because he's mm. talked about how it had some religious overtones and uh that just like uh spoke to me because I'm, I'm a Christian so like that was something like I wanted to like know more about what they were saying about sure. a cancer and that kind of situation and then I looked it up and I really liked the style of it I kind of gravitate to a a minimalist uh, art kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so I went and looked it up and you know it's definitely not cheap and I know an article came out this past week how they were talking about it hasn't had any profit because a lot of people just watch it online through the let's plays because it's not very gameplay heavy I mean you walk around and you kind of just watch things happen Mm -hmm. Um, but you know I wanted to respect the developer in that case and I know that he kind of his heart and soul into the project. Definitely. And so it was twenty dollars. You know, it only took about probably like two hours. It's been a few months. So I don't really remember. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. And it wasn't just because it was a short game, but it was something I did finish in one sitting, which was kind of nice because totally. it is such a an emotional experience that if it goes on for a few days, like that can just be difficult to get through.
0: It's hard. It's hard too. I find like. When I if for bigger games, I'll be going along playing, and then if I've got something kind of that like will get in the way of me playing, and I'm not able to get back to it for a couple of days, I spend just an inordinate amount of time. When I finally jump back into it, going like, what was I doing, and what was this character like? So yeah. I really, really love these some of these shorter games. Gone home was probably one of the first ones where I started to start like yeah, really yeah. see like get past the fact that it was only about an hour long, hour and a half, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like I got. That was a stigma for me. Like, that was definitely something I'm like, well, I don't want to waste my time with it. I don't right. see value in all those things. Um, but I think that there's a lot, a lot to be said about a game like that. This sort of opens our minds to just different types of, different sure. types of experiences. Uh, what were your thoughts on Super Hot? I can't remember, uh, if you were super hot on it. <laughs> That's a terrible joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked it. It was something different. You know, I, yeah. I play a lot of shooters, um, even though like, I have increased the variety of games I play. You know, I still really love first-person shooters. I play them a lot, um, but they were getting a bit stale. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of genres do get stale, but first-person shooters were struggling with that uh, more than others because you know, at a certain point, it is just shooting guys. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm one of the bi- biggest proponents of the genre, but it, it can be uh, easy to boil it down to that sometimes. Sure. So I played Superhot, the prototype, back in when was the prototype release do you remember
0: i don't i remember seeing it as a i think it was an e3 reveal and just that trailer was just so great i'm like instantly like super hot super hot but yep. i i don't remember did they do the review the the alpha or whatever like right after that um not alpha the
1: pre-release i know uh, that they released a prototype when the kickstarter launched yeah it was was it a, I, were you kickstarting the game i didn't um, okay I do you do
0: that sort of thing <laughs>
1: I have only kickstarted one thing. It was a comic book, actually, by a friend of Andrew. Um, I forget his name. It was Dr. Crow. Awesome. It was a comic book. Um, I've only, that's the only thing I've kickstarted. I'm not really yeah. against it, but just for me personally, I'd rather just buy it when it comes out.
0: I'm I'm right with you on that one. I, I'm all for all those people because obviously I uh, I work in fundraising, so I'm definitely I take notes actually from the Kickstarter mm. industry. I think that it's really neat the way that they can uh, incentivize people who really aren't getting like any stake in the business aside from what Tim Schaefer is doing with their Fig Fig. I can't remember what the heck he called his, but uh, there's like an investment opportunity with it with the Tim Schafer form of of crowdfunding. But there's definitely like things to be said about about those those types of things but i want to go i want to take the step back i want to know like kind of where things started for you and like you you mentioned that you work with your parents and like what do your parents sort of my parents are just now sort of getting to the getting around to the idea of the fact that i'm a grown man playing video <laughs> games with my spare time like um have they always sort of like supported you in creating content around video games and and spending this much time with um kind of that medium that probably gets the shaft to more often than, than it should.
1: For sure, yeah. I don't think they were always so for it, but I, I never thought that they were against it. But before I started 8BitChimp and started uh, like improving my writing through that, because that's right. why I created it. I wanted to just improve my writing. That was basically my sole goal when I created it. Cool. Um, before that, I was just playing video games for fun, and you know that's a great hobby. But they made sure to tell me, like, hey don't spend your entire day (sighs) doing something like that. Like It's great that you enjoy that, but make sure you're spending your time with things that are worth your while. Yeah. And when I started the website, playing video games became something that was worth my while because playing a video game allows me to write an article, which allows me to improve my writing and work on design and stuff like that. And so they definitely uh, became a bigger fan of it. Um, They've always supported me and that kind of thing because... We own our own business, and so me starting my own website slash business, you know, they weren't like against that. Like they understood right. where that drive came from.
0: Um, so, yeah. so that sort of answers the the next question that I had because uh, every time I go through your site, I always kind of just take a stop and go. This looks so great. And I wonder who designed it, but I didn't know. I'm gathering it was was you around sort of the overall look and feel, or are you actually going in and, and designing the website from? a technical standpoint as well. Like what's your sort of involvement there?
1: Yeah. I don't know coding. <laughs> so it is a theme. Um, it's sure. Just a theme from theme forest. And yep. I just uh, added that on the site. I mean, I did design like how it looks like the layout kind of thing. The logo was designed by the guy I mentioned before, Kevin, he designed yep. the logo. And so it's a uh, blue. And then now, so our logo is yellow. So I kind of just took from that and sure. designed the website from, there um but I did definitely take some cues from my father because he runs a design company so I, c- I kind of know what works and what doesn't um mm-hmm. themes are definitely a catch-22 in a lot of ways because they're really cheap and it works for me I can't spend two thousand dollars on a custom website you know right for a, a website that doesn't make me any money <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm not that rich. what <laughs> um, so the theme was like something like seventy dollars and sure so, that's something, like, I'm totally fine with, like, investing in the website. Um, and was 8-Bit Chimp,
0: that, like, like, something that just sounded cool? Like, where does the na- where does the name come from? Like, what do primates have to do with video games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started video games, um, I played a lot of Super Monkey Ball. Oh, there of, it is. And a lot of Pokemon. And so, yeah. one of my favorite Pokemon is uh, Chimchar. Yeah. And, uh... It starts with a P. He's purple. It's a monkey in Pokemon. I'm something, not sure. Something pom pom, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Super Monkey Ball is all monkeys. Totally. So, um, I really like gravitated towards those kind of games, and so when I thought of video games, it was just like something that came to mind, and so I looked up like uh what uh, domains were available, and sure. a few of them were taken, like. I think like my first idea was like something like with a gorilla, and it was taken. Um, and then I, I kind of just thought about it a little bit more, and I thought about where video games began, well, eight bit, and, and so I kind of just took that together, and eight bit chimp came out. And it's funny because I created the name, and I got the domain, I got the website set up, and in the logo, the eight is eight's not capitalized, but the B and the C are capitalized. Yeah. But in the domain nothing's capitalized so it's just right. one word well, i realized there's a curse word in my uh domain name because it's eight bit chimp
0: oh my god <laughs> i didn't even realize that so you've got eight bitch imp
1: <laughs> yep so <laughs> it was a funny thing to happen i was like oh goodness i'll that's never be mistake. able to look
0: at it differently now i've got it written on my screen here i'll never be able to un- <laughs> see that now eight yeah. bitch imp <laughs> yep
1: that's why if you look at the logo it's always eight bit on one line and chimp on another because I wanted to separate them. Good call. <laughs> um, but sometimes I can't separate them, and it, it, it's it's a, a problem I've run into. I just I found it funny that it just kind of happened that way.
0: Oh, out of I all love the names. that. That reminds me. I I uh, I work in marketing, so I. Um... I remember this case study on some like graphic design gone bad. And I'm not sure if yeah. you've ever seen this, but it's one of those cases where just like way too much money was spent and way too many people looking at things. And you end up with something that's just so far beyond like what was originally intended. And so it was some like some law firm or something, and they were just designing their their letterhead and they wanted a nice fancy logo on it. And uh, so it was like one of those classic three name law firms. It was, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. It was like, it was a, it started with an O, C and a G or something like that. And the way that they had the, – the font that they used for the letters, um, it was very round. So they all sort of right. like looked the same, the C, the O, and the G or whatever okay. it was. And the way that – I think the G was in the middle. And so it actually – if you turned it sideways, it looked like a snowman with a boner. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> I'll just never forget. And just like once you <laughs> see that sort of thing, like you'll never unsee it. And it I, like I guess they spent just an, a crazy amount of money, like tens of thousands of dollars on the design. So mm-hmm. – I don't know. Just that when you say there's so you many like him. that, yeah. it's
1: crazy. Like, because when you're designing, you're like, you have a goal in mind, but sometimes like you'll just like do some colors and make something a different color. Like, I was writing a paper uh, for one of my classes about uh, Yahoo's logo. Um, yeah. And I was going through and looking at a lot, a lot of bad designs, so I could talk about like where <laughs> it went wrong. Uh, and there was so many that I was like. Oh, we accidentally made a butt with our logo. I was like, "It's so. How did you not see that?" that? (laughs) Yeah, like it's like so obvious to us. But like sometimes when you're designing, and this goes for like writing too, you're so close to the project that you can't see its faults, and that's why we need editors. Like you can't like fully edit your own stuff because like you read it like how you want it to be read. Yep. So you'll look over, hey, that's not even a word. Like why did I type that? So
0: <laughs> I heard I heard a saying once where that you should write drunk but edit sober. And I've always <laughs> kind of like I, I haven't had a I haven't had a drink in a little over a year actually, so I, I'm trying to go like maybe I just write super caffeinated and then edit <laughs> not so caffeinated. I guess that's my version of that. So uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the growth of Eight Bit because it's a it's a name of a website that when I first heard it was like that I don't know I don't know how else to describe it but it, it didn't like take long for it to become part of my sort of vernacular and my like video game memory of of websites that are out there it's really like the the name Eight bitchimp is very quick three syllables really just very simple and so I was kind of wondering. Where you saw it going from the beginning, and there, like, are you kind of there now, or are you still striving towards something uh, where you like that you had originally in mind?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it first started, I mentioned earlier, my sole purpose was just to write, right? And you know, I could have just done it on my website with Pages, but you know, I I was in the podcast Beyond group, um, and it was a thriving community there, and so. I thought I can just put this stuff online and uh, get some other people's opinions on it, um, but I, I faced a harsh reality when I realized <laughs> it's not easy to run a website. Yeah. Um, so I started it in September 2013, and I closed it down in December of 2013. It only went a few months, and I hated that because I've never wanted to be the person who started a website and, and just then shut stopped it down. because like you few always hear about later. that too, right? Mm-hmm. And podcast too. Down, I wanted it to like <laughs> at least last for a little bit. Yeah, but it was just something where I, it took up so much of my time. Sure, and I didn't want to do a bad job and continue it. Like if I was going to do it, I wanted it to be something that I was fully invested in. Yeah, I wanted to make it the best it could be. And if I, that wasn't in my heart, I didn't want to continue it. I love that. And were so, you doing it on
0: your own? Like, were you the sole writer yeah, then? It was just yeah. me. Okay,
1: yeah. So I was having to deal with like. The website, the writing, the design, social media, all that kind of stuff. And so I was I was actually in Louisiana for vacation when I decided to start it back up in March of 2014. And it was at the very tail end of March. And so I, I started back up this time with the 8BitChimp domain. Before that, it was 8 um right. which is a, a bad URL. I hate having dot wordpress in there but that's what it had because I didn't. it's a good wanna... place to start if yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. like just know is this
0: something you want to do oh. yeah for sure
1: yeah so this time I was like I want to go all in but I need people around me yeah to help me out and so it was weird because I pitched the idea to my dad and it was like such a weird thing because I was like do you think people would would do this with me I can't pay them but yeah would, would they write for a website and it was so weird because I the website wasn't getting many views. Like, what I'm offering is so much worse than what you're gonna be giving me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a weird thing. I was like, why would they even do this? And yeah. it was such a shock to me when I posted in Podcast Beyond. I was like, hey, just started this thing. like if anyone wants to get on board, and like 15 people, like right out of the gate. Just instantly. Mm-hmm, sent in an application. And like, that was just crazy to me. Um, a few of them are still around today.
0: Um, who are some of the original guys who are gr- guys or girls who are still around now?
1: Kevin Adderidge, the yeah. guy who designed the logo. Um, Evan Buck.
0: What's up, Evan? <laughs>
1: Let's see. Who else is still around? I'm trying to think. I know Liam has been around for a while. Liam Harvey. Yeah. He wasn't at the beginning, but he uh, came a year in. He's a really big person on the site. Sam Young. Uh, just some of my biggest people that have been around for a long while. That's it's awesome. Crazy because like I always understand when someone steps away from the site. I mean, right. You're doing this for yeah, free. Like I'm not, I, I can't hold you here. Like I entirely understand when someone steps away. Like I am never like, Oh, why are you doing this to me? Like you're the worst. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like I wish you super best of personal. Love. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always a weird thing to me. And I, I still think it's weird that people want to write for free, but you know, it's the passion of video games and sure. the passion of writing. It's crazy. I didn't like even think that existed before I joined these groups. And then I found that it was like, mind-blowing
0: well it's a it's a cool thing because you're you have to know that that sort of thing existed because you created a website that like at the very beginning it's not it's not like these things have huge revenue streams right so you're doing even more than just writing you're doing all the design work you're actually out of pocket creating these the getting these domains so the cool thing i think for you is just finding other people who are just as passionate if not more passionate to be able to like set time aside to create this sort of stuff so we're gonna i'm gonna make you do something really difficult here you have to pick your favorite writer Be my favorite writer
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh no i think they'd all leave if i did that (laughs) yeah exactly right like make it back to square one
0: (laughs) okay that that's fair (laughs) so like where do you see it sort of going like i i am very you know i just want to point out to everybody listening who hasn't had a chance to go out to 8-Bit Chimp just yet like you guys have content going up all the time so I just want to commend you on always having a a great mix of you know reviews and then original content like you actually have like a specific tab specifically for original content like how important is that for you to sort of separate um, video game reviews and things like that versus commentary on on the industry
1: yeah um, for me in the beginning it was like I always wanted to do news because like i thought that's what people really cared about and it's kind of true because news gets more views um good one (laughs) (laughs) um but as it went along i was kind of feeling like news are like 200 word Mm. blurbs and it's really hard to put any artistic feeling into a news article because you're Mm. just delivering information yep and so i kind of just made a decision where I was like, hey, I want to double down on the original content. We were already doing a lot of it back then. We had a lot of series, and it was always uh, the same letter starting with the day of the week. So it was like Thoughtful Tuesdays. Yeah. or uh, Oh, yeah, alliteration. Like, yeah, it was stuff like that. It was awful. I hate looking at <laughs> it But we always had those, and I wanted to do a thing where we did one every day. And so that's what we've been doing for Probably like a year and a half now, it's always yeah. one original content every day. And reviews, I count reviews as original content since it's our original word kind of thing. Right. And so that's always been really important to me. Like, since we've done that, our views have gone down a bit. But to me, I'd rather be proud of what we're creating rather than creating more news articles um, and not feel like we're actually doing something online. Right. Because, like, there, there's a million websites. You know, there are so many sites that deliver the news. Like you can find, if if you don't find it on our site, you can find it on another site. We the Nerdy, like you can find it on Polygon, IGN, Gamespot, uh, that have the news. Um, yeah, and you know, we do we do some news, but to me, I wanted to just kind of try something different.
0: Awesome. Well, I am. I want to jump off the website just for a second here and go a little, well, I sort of still on the website, but go to the, go to the podcast. Like you guys have, you have 8-bit chatter and yep. then I don't know how many other different series you have. um But like, how did you, when you started the website, were you kind of originally intending on having a podcast that would kind of go hand in hand with that? Like you were listening to podcasts beyond and I'm sort of assuming that, mm-hmm. that Greg and Colin were sort of inspiring you to create your own content. Um Was Definitely. podcast sort of something that you had in mind back then?
1: It's weird because I didn't really understand how I could do something like that because right. I, I don't know if you handled the podcast stuff for this, but submitting it to iTunes is the worst thing. Ever. <laughs> like, yep. it is the worst. Like, the RSS feed is so complicated, and like making sure like it actually like updates and nothing's wrong, and like they're so finicky about stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And so like when we had this, I was a small staff to start. And they pitched the idea of a podcast to me. I was like, I'd love to do that, but, like, I don't really know that. That's guys. a pain like, in the ass. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually I cracked down, and we did our first episode. Um, and it's awful. And, I, like, I couldn't oh, no. see <laughs> the first episode. It's, only, it's the one thing I didn't want. Like, I didn't want our first episode to be super bad, where it's like, you yeah. look back, and it's like, ugh. But uh, we've come a long way with that. So we have, we have 8-Bit Chatter, and then we also have The Idiot, idiot Box which is right, like TV, we're talking about TV. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple others. We've, we've had after hours which was a podcast that happened directly after 8-bit chatter because 8-bit chatter is uh solely gaming. Yeah. And sometimes we would stay on afterwards and talk about other stuff. So that was after hours. It went on for about 20 episodes.
0: That's a really good idea because that's definitely I that's what I find even just with this one is like and I try and get people recording just as soon as possible because like when you don't, when you're not putting on a show, I feel like that's some of the best content. So yep. for you guys to say like, okay, that was a great show, okay, so what else are you guys doing? And that create that became a show. That's an awesome idea. I love that. Yeah,
1: we really enjoyed it. It was just yeah, kind of a thing where like you can only handle so many podcasts at a time. Sure. Um, before that, we had my favorite podcast idea was something we had called Verses, and it was a two v two debate style thing where you debated one video game that week so like we had one where it was like Fallout 3 which is a game a lot of people either love or kind of like hate I know I noticed mm-hmm. that a little bit where people kind of are differing on it so we kind of just take topics where people vary a lot and kind of do a debate show directly on that instead of having like 8-Bit chatter is discussing news or something that's big that week or the newest video game releases where a- another show could It wouldn't have to focus on being so up-to-date. It could just be something that was fun to do. Um, Sure. But, you know, 8-Bit Chatter has been the longest-standing one. But, you know, the other ones, it's it's a matter of time, a lot of the time. Totally. We had to cancel that one in after hours. I'm trying to remember if there was another one.
0: Well, I have to ask. I was listening to a couple of the last couple episodes of 8-Bit Chatter and... Noticed that you bought out of this last episode for other for another podcast yeah and i don't remember i'm sorry i don't remember the the host name but he said that you're saving your voice for another one i don't know necessarily if necessarily that's true or if there's that's there's another podcast that you're that you're up to you that you want to talk about or uh I, it, or that it was, was this about. podcast I was, I, oh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
1: yeah i i try not to do oh well, thank you so many, um <laughs> just because like it's not really like my voice it's just a matter Eyes, of time. We're like I still edited balls. that episode, so I still had to spend, you know, some time editing. It. And so, I, like, I have a few like tests in school and stuff like that. So I, I just have to manage my time. Yeah. And so I knew we were doing this. And I was like, you guys can handle a podcast episode without me. We're on ninety. You should be able to oh, do it man, without me. Oh man, now I
0: feel me. bad That's for funny. making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing that. What are you? What are you taking in school? I'm taking. I'm. I'm uh, assuming something in design. Something. Some sort of. uh uh, something in the arts possibly
1: well, right now I am I am still in high school so I'm a junior in high school. what <laughs> <laughs> And I do it's it's called dual enrollment. yeah and so I've finished all of my high school credits so I'm taking like I'm going to a college for classes yeah, but it limits what I can take. so I'm not like I'm not in a major right now. Sure um, I'm just kind of doing like a bunch of general stuff. So, like right now, I'm taking public speaking, English, and Spanish. So, a lot of words. Right. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> in this semester, um, when I do go to college, uh, it'll pr- most likely be journalism right. or something in the communication range. Um, if not, it'll be something uh, creative.
0: I am I so ridiculously impressed. My wife and I always talk about where I'm 31 going to turn 32. So there's quite a gap between us, <laughs> uh, which is making me feel insanely old right now. But I remember, <laughs> um, like when I was in high school, I, I wish that there was something more about like just kind of guiding people into, um, university majors or things like that like basically for me it was if you want to be an accountant you go into accounting school if you want to be a nurse you'd be going to nursing school and things like that but there wasn't really anything aside from like the jobs that you come into direct contact with so i'm always interested to see like how like i didn't know what an engineer was when i was in high school i had no idea um i didn't know like even what consulting work was or like all these different um i i knew um what a cashier was, I knew, like, the, you know, those people that you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you have interactions with, uh, I knew what a doctor was, I knew what lawyers were, things like that. So, like, what was it that, that you've experienced so far in your, in your young life uh, <laughs> that, like, kind of opened this up that you have, like, these opportunities in front of you or, or these paths in front of you to, to go ahead with?
1: Well, the reason I was able to do dual enrollment is that I was, I was homeschooled. So I've, okay. never, I've never gone to like a public school. So sure. I kinda just learned at my own pace. And so that's allowed me to go a little faster. Yeah. Um, and so that that's allowed me a lot of opportunity, um, not just in dual enrollment, but just in my personal life. Like I can, if I can finish something quicker, I don't have to stay in a class for an hour. I can move on to the next one, which means I'll have more overall free time to do something like a website. Right. And so that's always uh, helped out. And like, that's kind of where everything really started from and gives me the ability to do this stuff is honestly just the amount of free time I can have through that. Yeah. And, you know, working for my dad has been a really big help because it's, it's, it's not journalism, but it's design. It's something creative mm-hmm. and it gives me an outlet to uh, learn. And so like not everything I learn in my job can correlate to the website or even to my major, but, you know, I've learned a lot of just skills in general with like how to be creative like knowing that you need to take a break sometimes to rejuvenate yourself yeah with creativity um knowing how to lead people and
0: so like i feel like i'm talking to a 30 year old right now <laughs> <laughs> like you're wise beyond your years like definitely it, it uh, um so i'm wondering like now i gotta find out about this this homeschooling stuff too like i know uh there are I don't want to say stigma because that's not the right word, but there's certain like preconceptions or misconceptions about being homeschooled. Like, what are the best parts about being homeschooled that people maybe not immediately recognize?
1: I mean, the biggest thing, but I I think people might probably realize it is like your your schedule. Like, for me, I don't take advantage of that, and my mom never allowed me to. A lot of homeschoolers do it where, like, I don't wake up till noon and I do my school then. Like yeah, I, I always like. I woke up later than public school. It was like I woke up at eight, and that's probably way later than most. Like I know, like five o'clock. Some people wake up yeah. to do their school, and so I woke up at eight, which is not super early, but it's early enough where I can I can do my schooling, um, and so that always really helped where I could, you know, not wake up so early and be like delusional for the day, mm-hmm. but still have enough time to finish other things. Um, there's definitely disadvantages to homeschooling, you know. There like, is. how does the
0: curriculum even work? Like, who, who, and is it? I'm gathering it's your mom doing the sort of doing the teaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my mom. Um, yeah, and there's also like a a co-op you can go to where like other moms can teach you. Oh, okay. Um, and the way it works with the curriculum, it there's certain like uh subjects like made by people like Bob Jones is a math that's made for homeschoolers. Oh, okay. And it's like certified like by like I guess. The state i would assume sure and like they know like hey that that's high enough where we can count that as a, a credit right and so i have to take a test at the end of every year and send it into the state to prove that like i'm learning and i'm not like just going off and doing <laughs> i'm like, just I running to, my
0: own video game website over you
1: know, here <laughs> <laughs> i have to prove like i'm actually doing the schoolwork, and i still have to like report my time every day because you have to have like, sure Something so many like hours 182 days or something in the school year it's something like that you have to like record like an attendance basically sure um and so like they make sure like it's certified by the state and stuff like that cool but it is sort of loose in a few ways and a lot of people do it take advantage of that which is unfortunate Yeah, you know, a lot of where that stigma comes from with homeschoolers um i've always tried to break free of that i guess sure. you could say
0: and like the like your friends who are close to you, like are they uh, like are you a bunch of homeschoolers kind of like hanging out or like do you have um, friends around you who are going off to school during the day and then you meet up kind of in the evenings and the weekends or like what's the social aspect of of homeschooling kind of like
1: it's definitely a mixture because I, sure. you know, I went to the co op and so that brings together a lot of homeschoolers who are like in a similar position so I saw a lot of them throughout the day um, since I go to church it kind of helps in that way oh yeah. I get to see people pretty often, even though they go to school. That's a lot of where I, I like my friends who are in public school. I meet them because like it's hard because they don't see me every day, right? You know, and so it can be it can be easy to forget me. I guess you know if you don't see somebody. No, it's not <laughs> that if you don't see somebody every day and you see sure. your other friends, you know, like something like what twelve hours a day, something like that. Yeah, um, it can it yeah. can be easy to get like lost in the shuffle. So it's definitely been a hard balance um
0: so are you looking I, forward I to like a more like I would say traditional like environment with with college right around the corner where like you will be around people like all the time or like what's that like are are you nervous about it like
1: it's it's been with With the dual enrollment since I'm going to a college now, I definitely get a, a feel for it because
0: i my i sorry I assumed that that was like a a correspondence kind of thing, so you are actually at like a physical like institution
1: yeah, yeah i go oh, it's cool. called c p c c uh it's a community college, and so they have that's the ones who run the dual enrollment program right, and so I go Monday through Thursday, and so I see people every day through that cool but it, a community college is a lot of the time it's a commute kind of thing, like right. everybody's commute so when you finish a class, everybody's heading off to do a job or something like that. Whereas um, I plan to go to UNCC, which is a, a state college. Um, is that
0: North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay.
1: I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to like just saying those acronyms. I, I just assume people know it. It's I don't know why I Carolina. know that, actually. But yeah, Surely.
0: I'm just this dumb Canadian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I go there, it's definitely going to be more traditional because cool. when you go to a college like that, it's going to be... A younger crowd like when I go to community college now it's definitely a very wide range of people right like I have someone in my class who's 40 someone who's my age uh 20s you know it's kind of more varied and I cool. so even though I get that experience it's just very minor until I get to college but I'm excited for sure
0: and so is that where you've been I've been seeing um I can't remember where it was but uh you were submitting some some papers that had to do with video games is that kind of like where you've been doing that or was that in your in your high school and your home school and
1: stuff are you talking like, about
0: the speech I did? Yeah, I think there was. A, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah like, are was, you tying a lot of the video speaking. game writing into um, your academics, or
1: I've done a little bit of it. I've sure. written a paper about my website, um, which is super easy because like I know that pretty well, so I, can, right. I, I can It writes bust itself out a thousand words for that pretty easily. Um, for the speech, I did a speech about the early days of video games, talking about Sega and Nintendo. Um, yeah, I just read a few books last year. Uh, game over. Extra Lives and Super Mario yeah um, and so I had known a lot about that kind of war between Sega and Nintendo I was like I, I might as well put this to use it's really hard to write an article about that because it's kind of just something people know um, and so I didn't know how I could put a, a spin on it to make it different but I figured people in a, a college crowd might not know that yeah and so it, I took it as an opportunity to hey like Hey, like this is why video games are so cool. Like, it's not just something where people sit around and drink Mountain Dew and play Call of Duty <laughs> all day. Um, people like can enjoy like more meaningful experiences. And so, I gave a speech on that uh, seven a seven minute speech, and so it went pretty well. I think That's that awesome. Responded to it pretty well.
0: So, what is it like? I guess sort of discovering that whole um, Sega versus Nintendo kind of through books rather than like actually like living through it. Like for, I feel like for me, um, you know, 20 years before me, there was like the cold war. So those are the things I'm reading in history books, but now you get to read like Nintendo versus Sega (laughs) in history books. So like what, what, um, were you nervous about maybe talking about something that had happened before you were actually able to experience it firsthand or like, how did you kind of come up with your, um, with your angle on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was something where I was like, I really want to make sure I don't say something that's wrong. And someone who is a gamer in the group's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, I think, <laughs> I think you're crazy. But like, I tried to make sure like my facts were were straight on that. But my dad did play Sega when he was growing up. He was oh, more of a there Sega is. person. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I got some insight from him. I talked to what gaming was like. He was never super big on it, but obviously, like, he just played like Sega and Sonic and stuff like that. Yeah. And even though I wasn't able to play something like a NES, um, I did play. I guess like I guess it wasn't it wasn't emulators, but like they like ported the games like the new systems, yep. you know. And so I played through that, but you know, it's still not the same of experiencing the console wars when it was actually happening.
0: It's better you that know. you just didn't. It was so stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that maybe Mind it's you, just we have new versions
0: people, of it now i guess so yeah
1: maybe it's the people i associate myself but i feel like it's died down a little bit with xbox and playstation maybe it's just because i tune it out more now but yeah I, I
0: try not to i try not to pay attention to it and i'm not sure like i just don't know what like this is again showing my age but i don't know if like kids are getting a playstation 4 for christmas in the same way that we were getting an nes for christmas like that like the nes was so kid friendly actually probably Mm -hmm. the super nintendo even more so like the nes had some pretty dark games on it and pretty tough games too like i just don't know if if uh if kids in grade four are arguing about like 1080p 60 frames per second (laughs) in the way that we were arguing about like 8-bit versus 16-bit back in the day Right. Like I, I, don't know if that's if that's what's happening, but it seems like that would be the only thing that they could possibly argue about <laughs> is how many yeah, P's. Definitely. <laughs>
1: because like Nintendo is definitely like it aims for that child audience, but like they don't release enough games to say super consistent in the conversation. Yeah, I guess if you're a kid, it doesn't. You're not having a that conversation, I mean. so like you can still enjoy it. But like if you're getting a PS4, like it's definitely a way different experience yeah and i can't even really speak to that myself because my first console was my first console was a GameCube. Nice. nice i didn't really get into games until the xbox 360 right and so in 360 for a lot of people that was just another console like they were like 20 like you were probably what in your 20s when that came out
0: something like that yeah yeah i know i definitely was uh well i probably was well it was what 10 years ago now something like that so yeah i guess i was 22 i was for me the xbox the thing that like made me want to go buy this is you're gonna laugh at this so much because it's so like such a non-thing anymore but when i went over to my friend's house he had his 360 and he turned on the console with the controller that was like next gen like that was next level for me oh and yeah I-, <laughs> I was so happy that i just didn't have to like go up and push the button on the stupid thing like right. i could just grab the controller which was never connected and tangled and all this thing like wireless controllers for me they had existed before but you always had to have these stupid little dongles and all these oh it was it was never really a good setup so yeah. the Xbox 360's wireless controller was, like, mind-blowing for me, which is hilarious to think about now. Yeah. Um, but what was the first game? Like, do you remember getting your, your GameCube? Like, was it was it a Christmas present or, like, a good grades kind of thing?
1: Or uh, To be honest, I don't know what it was a gift for. I know my dad always talks about how he stood in line at Sam's for, like, eight hours. No way! For us. Yeah, so... Pushing kids out of the way, like, get <laughs> <Yep>. out of here! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I remember him talking about that, that's how it came to be. And we got that game. Yeah. The GameCube.
0: Do you remember um, like asking for it? Or like, did he was he sort of on top of games himself and technology and what was new or like, well, I'm, I'm curious, I'm always wondering, like, what prompts our parents to do these things? My, and while you think about that, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story when uh, the PlayStation 2 was like just coming to an end. And when my parents decided to buy me one <laughs> and uh the reason they did was because uh they got me the they got me Guitar Hero Two along okay. with it, and it was like just as they had just announced I already had my three sixty uh and I had never really owned a playstation before i I kind of skipped out on that, and I've talked about it on the show before where uh if I could go back in time, I would tell myself to not ignore the playstation um mm-hmm. growing up as a as a Nintendo kid, I was like always dedicated to that and just the fact it was called playstation it seemed a little kiddish and the triangles and the squares and the shapes and everything (laughs) just it didn't i don't know i didn't really take it seriously so i would have gone back and and changed that anyway they had like two weeks before they did this they had announced that Uh, guitar hero 2 was going to be ported from the playstation 2 to the xbox 360 so i've Mm. already got my mind on that and so when i'm opening my present i did one of those like totally spoiled kid things of like, "Ooh, this is the (laughs) wrong one so i'm always curious about like what prompts our parents to buy these gifts so i'm again going back to the gamecube like you know what caused your dad to like wait eight hours in line and push kids out of the way and steal old ladies' wheelchairs so they don't get it first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that I was pretty young when that happened. I have an older brother who's two and a half years older than me. Yeah. Um, and he was more into the GameCube than I was. I I started playing it more just a few years back just because I wanted to play a few of the games we have. Like we have the, the Zelda collector whatever thing where it has like a bunch of the Zelda games. And so I went back yes. and played a bunch of those. Um, just so I could have, like, a better grasp of the industry. I love um, that. But, he, like, he was uh, bigger on the GameCube than I was, and so I have to imagine it was something, like, he was pleading to him, for to my dad, to get in or something like that, because before, we, we hadn't had a console before that. I believe we had the GameCube. Um, we had, other than that, we had the Game Boy. Yeah. And... It was it was just those two until the Wii came out, we which were is the Wii crazy. Craze.
0: Like the Game Boy was out forever. I think it came yeah. out in like 1989, and people were buying that thing like for 20 years. It was insane. Yeah. That's hilarious yeah. I, to hear. I
1: loved my Game Boy. It was, I believe, uh, I had the Game Boy. Then eventually, like I, I upgraded to the Game Boy. There were so many names. I think it was the Game Boy Slim. Um, oh, they had like, a pocket. It was, like a, it was a square. It was like. You just, like, popped it open like that.
0: Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that one. There was, like, the Game Boy know, Micro, which is super rare, but, like, ridiculous. It was, like, no, it was smaller than an iPhone. I don't know if I've ever seen that uh, that square version.
1: I'm, prob- I'm probably explaining it wrong, but... Well, yeah, was well, it, I like, a climb Show one? Was it, like, the yeah, Advance?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, so the Advance SP, like, it had it the backlight. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, GBA, classic.
1: I messed up. But, yeah, when I got that, I played a bunch of Pokemon on that. So I had the GameCube, then I also had the Game Boy, and so I just played a bunch of games through that. And me being like a kid, I didn't really care about staying up to date. It was just something like I just wanted to play games that I enjoyed.
0: Is that where you first got into Pokemon, or were you were you into it back on the on the original Game Boy too?
1: I believe I, like the first one I played was Sapphire, and so sure. I believe that I believe that was the Advanced um, when that came out. Uh, it's it's a bunch of dates i don't remember but i remember that sapphire was the first pokemon game i played and being a kid like i didn't really care about staying up to date with releases i was just playing what i enjoyed so sure. i had sapphire for the longest time and so it was just something that i played like when we were in the car like going to groceries and stuff like that yeah i can't imagine how many hours i put into that Eventually, I upgraded to the DS, where I played, like, Pokemon Diamond, and I played mm-hmm. a lot of that. Pokemon was a big part of, like, my introduction to video games, and so, like I, like, I didn't play, like, all the newest stuff, I just played basically, like, what was, like, Nintendo's, like, most well-known, I guess, titles, mm-hmm.
0: so. Did you have, like, Pokemon stuff, like, everywhere? Like, were you driving your parents nuts with all this Pokemon stuff, <laughs> like, <laughs> toys and posters
1: and whatever? I've never actually been one, like. I really, like, it's a weird thing I've talked about on my show. I have this weird thing where I hate touching things that are smaller than my hand. Okay. Like, I I absolutely, I hate kids' toys. Like, Legos. Yeah. Can't do it. I cannot touch them. Yeah. Like, it just messes with me. I don't know. It's, like, the texture, like, it probably comes from, like, like, I'm not super great with kids. And so any kids' toy, like, I associate with kids.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, like i don't really know like how i feel about that so i've n- i've never really liked like figures or when did you toys. realize that this was a thing it was a few years back and i was like <laughs> i didn't like really talk about it i was like this is like super weird and it's still super weird but now i've like actually like, i'm laughing with people.
0: you i promise you because i definitely have like some weird yeah What's weird <laughs> new yeah like, it, was, it was something
1: weird that i figured out i was like how did this come about like i kept like looking like why wouldn't i like legos like it's just it's just a block that you build with like, you're creative you should like legos it's like, all right okay something weird i guess
0: oh my gosh what what else are you do you have sort of in the like do you have any sort of like weird ocd things or like i think that that sort of goes hand in hand with a lot of gamers i think they have a bit of like ocd uh tendencies and things like that
1: i definitely have that a little bit it's yeah it's a weird thing where like it's very specific Right. I don't really like, have it. I don't have like OCD like overall, where it's like, oh, I can't have that there. But like, if it's something specific, like, like I don't really know like what it would be. But if it's something like just I look and I like, it rubs me the wrong way. Like, sure, that clock is like crooked. Like, I need to go fix that. Like, mm-hmm. I have to drop what I'm doing and go do that now. Like, it's it's weird. It, like, pops up every now and then.
0: I but, it, it dawned on me that I might have a bit of a I might have to go really talk to somebody about this because I was in a bank one time and this was a few years ago and I realized that, um, it was my next, I was the next person to go up to the teller, but instead of actually going up, I was still fixing all the brochures next to me that weren't like in the (laughs) right place and that they weren't like square in the holders and things like that. Like, why is this such a mess? And I'm actually, Becoming socially awkward because I'm I'm fixing this stupid thing, but
1: but anyway, I do that a good amount. With like, <laughs> if we're in the store and we're walking around, and I'll see like like a hanger is messed up. Yeah, I, ha- I I'm definitely gonna go fix that, and it's not because I'm trying to help the well being of the store. I know. Like, <laughs> I want that hanger to be straight. Gosh dang it! And That's I can't so do anything funny. else until I do it.
0: <laughs> what's your What's your video game collection like? Like, is it, are you more on the physical side or digital, or like? Definitely and if it is digital. physical, is it totally? like perfectly organized alphabetized and things like that
1: i have i think i have two games physical that's it tomb raider the definitive edition Mm -hmm. and dark souls 2 scholars of the first sin yep i think that's the name everything else is digital wow Um, so like if you go to like my library it's just like a long list like i think i counted the other day and like it's not nearly as much as other people's but like i think it's like 70 now 70 digital games wow and so it's definitely a, a vast library to choose from, and for me it was just something of convenience. Totally, really. I mean, like I, I know that if I have a physical game, I have this really bad tendency to, even if I love it, I am going to sell it no matter mm-hmm. what. Like if it's something that can like I can sell, get that money to go put somewhere else in something like more meaningful that I'm actually doing, like you know, playing, i want to do that. So I had to stop buying physical because I kept selling all the games I really liked. And then yeah. like, two months later, I'd be like, I
0: Why did really I sell wish
1: that? I hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> so, definitely
0: some seller's remorse there for yeah, sure.
1: So digital like revokes that ability where I can't sell them.
0: How do you deal with like storage issues then? Like, um, are you mostly playing? I should have asked this uh, to start out with. Are you mostly playing on Xbox then? Or are you on PlayStation? Like what, what are the consoles that are sitting on your TV?
1: I have a PlayStation 4, and that's actually it. Because I, I had a 3DS, mm. but the hard thing for me is I work from home. The only really times I go out consistently is for my school, and right. so a handheld. Like I really only have a desire to play a handheld if I can't play my console. Right. And I just didn't have the opportunities to play a handheld. Yep. So I eventually ended up selling the 3DS. I just have a PlayStation 4 now. I'd love to get an Xbox One. Yeah but a lot of me like if i do that it'll really stretch me thin in terms of releases mm-hmm. where i could only do a little bit if i'm buying games for two different consoles i could only like buy a few like fewer games but you know, like i could get like quantum break or something like that like yeah. something i really wanted to play but then i couldn't buy something else and so i made the decision to kind of just stick with one playstation 4 was just what I happened to choose is what what I knew. It Seems like had the one this time three. around, doesn't it? Yeah, it really is. Like yeah. I, I wasn't really one to like be really against the Xbox One. Sure. Like when they announced it, like to me, that's the future of video games. It, it, like yep. to me, it seemed like it was the future, but they were so far ahead yeah. th- that the world wasn't ready for it. <laughs> totally. And so it turned a lot of people off. But so that wasn't really what like drew me away from it. But not... my brother had a PlayStation Three i didn't really get to play it that much but i loved a lot of the series that were on uh, yeah like exclusives like uncharted and stuff like that so i was like all right i had an xbox 360 i played halo gears of war and stuff like that let me try a playstation 4 this time around and you know, i've really enjoyed that and so I've and did you get it at launch sorry i that. don't really I did mention get it at that. launch.
0: yeah well, I mean, the price has a lot to do with it, right? Aside from like yeah. what the messaging and how Bobble was. But I have to again commend you on just like not sort of regurgitating what everybody else is sort of, I feel like they've been sort of zombified into just saying. Like, I don't know if anybody really deeply cares about Microsoft and what, like how evil they are. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't get that about companies. I don't see them as like these evil corporations. Yeah. Um, but some people like they really personalize and they really internalize some of these things. So I, I totally appreciate you saying like it wasn't that, it was just some other thing, like that I just ended up going with a with a PlayStation. I, I get the feeling that you don't really well, I mean, you mentioned before how you don't do like the console wars too. I just love that you are just outside of that almost completely. And you don't really see that too much these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: try to I try to stay away from it. The only thing like and it's not that like I'm against it, it's that I don't understand it. Um nobody like PC, does pc games <laughs> pc gaming is so above my my head i i like i can't yeah i can't get on board with it because i like a lot of times I, I don't really understand it like i have a mac i buy mac because <laughs> everything's done for me yeah it's all contained <laughs> I plug it in and it works or a pc like it's for the smarter people who can like, actually understand <laughs> what's going on like i bought a ps4 I, I plug it in hit the power button i can play the games so like I'm not like against PC, but that's sure. the only thing where like I can't really speak on anything PC because like, I don't want to sound like absolutely like dumb about well, the topic.
0: I only use PC because I'm not creative enough to use a Mac, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever did you upgrade your hard drive on your on your PlayStation? Like how are you doing this whole thing digitally with a 500 gig hard drive on your PS4?
1: Yeah, so I actually I haven't upgraded. So what it's come down to is a thing where I just. I, I have to rotate a lot. Yeah. And so it's, I'm trying to think of how many games it usually ends up being. It's like, it's six or seven games. Sure. It obviously varies on the size of it. Because something like Batman, I, b- I bought the season pass for. Yeah. And totally, it's like 75 gigabytes. It's it's freaking ridiculous. Quantum Break like,
0: beats it all. It's 121 gigs on my,
1: right? yeah.
0: It's a digital download. I have at 121 gigabytes. It's <laughs> insane.
1: Crazy. Uh, but something like The Division I believe is only 30 sure um and then also I also like smaller releases but it's come to a thing where I just keep what I consistently play so like I'll keep something like Destiny mm-hmm. Division I keep Borderlands cuz I love that series
0: my wife and I are playing Borderlands 2 the handsome collection right now we have got yeah, our, we've got two so TVs
1: side by side so we do
0: our co-op that way oh, like nice. it's just the I love that game that's sort of like what I look for when it comes to, like, looting, kind of looting heavy games, uh, like yep. The Division. Yeah, love that game.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's something I can... It's hard because a lot of the games these days don't have split screen. Yeah. And I love playing with my brother. Like, I have a, I have two controllers to play with him, but a lot of the time I can't because, like, so few games nowadays are split screen. So, like, I keep Rocket League because that's something I can play split screen. Yeah. Uh, I keep Call of Duty because I can play bots with him um, the only thing that, that that changed it was a few months back, but for a while, if you were the second controller, you could play online because my account had plus. Right. But they changed it a few months back, where since his account doesn't, we have to play offline. It was it's a weird change. Oh man! I, I hated it because like it forces us to play bots on Call of Duty, which is not the preferred action. You don't like like bots are way better than they used to be, but it's not something that's still great yeah they're but, fine yeah yes yeah, it's, it's fine It'd be a good yeah description of how they are um but like i really love playing split screen i, I really enjoy doing that so those are the kind of games i try to stick with like one other i have is towerfall ascension love I it i love that game i love that game so much and that's actually only split screen um so i really enjoy that but yeah that's the thing i have to uh work through is what games i'm gonna keep and what i don't like i love bloodborne yeah but it's, it's not something I'm going to return to. Mm-hmm. Like I played it through, and it's not my normal type of game. Like totally. I'm usually not that good <laughs> at video games, where I can't handle something like that. So I kept it for a while, but I had to delete it at a certain point, because it was like, I'm never going to play this again. I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Yeah. But... I have to like move on to another game kind of thing. Sure. Like that's
0: actually, that's a great example of the way that I've sort of like separated my buying habits is like, if it's a game that I will go back to, but never like really finish, then it's a digital game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo is a good example of that. Or basically like any online heavy game where yeah. uh, if I see one of my friends is playing like, or I can just go tap on his name and join his game. Like that is like, that's the best thing about this generation of games for me is just how quickly you can go ahead and yep. do that. Uh, but if it's a game exactly like Bloodborne where, like, I can I can start it and I can finish it and then I actually have that physical, like, I'm going to go walk up and take that thing out of the drive and go put it back up on my shelf then I'm done with it.
1: The like order that, is a big one on that.
0: Well, yeah. To, well, the order is something that I need to go pick up for, like, $15 one of these days. I uh, yeah. definitely want to check
1: that one out. I bought it digitally. And so I'm actually stuck with it. I bought it for $60. <laughs> oh, no. And so. Did I, you feel I burned I by really that? Or, like, it. some people like it. I game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it took like five and a half hours to beat, and so that's pretty short. Um I have I haven't actually played it again. So, are you somebody bit...
0: when you play a game? Like, are you sort of just dis- are you all in, or are you sort of distracted by your phone or like food or drink? Like, do you get do you like when you say you spend five hours? Like, are you like staring at the screen for that long, or are you kind of going like, well, I'm pause here and I'll go check my Facebook mm-hmm. or like how focused are you when it comes to that sort of stuff?
1: A lot of the times it it varies on what kind of game I'm playing. Sure. Because a lot of the time if I'm playing something like Call of Duty or Rocket League. Yeah, you don't it's have a choice. It, it, hurts, it hurts my team, but I actually do go on my phone oh, when no. I play those games. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, it, it's like I, when I play Rocket League, I back up into the goal. And I check my phone and I look on the screen to make sure the ball's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> but when I'm playing something like Witcher... Um, which is really story heavy, yeah, um, or something like the order would be something an example of this. I really try to remain as invested as I possibly can be. yeah, um, just to respect the game in that sense because they're trying to tell a story here um, and keep my attention. Whereas something like Rocket League, if I miss a jump, I didn't miss a crucial narrative aspect of the game. <laughs> like it's just something that happened that'll probably happen in eight minutes in the next match. so, yeah, that's yeah, probably that's true. You know, boils down. <laughs> that's a really good
0: rationalization of that. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, is there anything else that you sort of wanted to, to, to mention about the site or anything else you wanted? Like, did I miss anything you want to talk about, man? I don't want to take up your whole day here.
1: <laughs> um, I think you covered a lot of the website. Like, I, It's weird because I don't really love talking about it, which is weird. It's not because I'm ashamed of the website, but... A lot of the time I don't really know how to explain it sure. in a way that like can adequately display what the website is. So yeah. it's always been a weird thing where like if people ask me about the website, it's usually like super short replies where it's like, Yeah, I run a website. That's it. <laughs> well, it's hard
0: it's hard too because like especially if you usually you're at, you end up talking to somebody who probably has no idea like what like really no right. idea like what it takes. So I, I that's why I love doing this podcast is just even even to talk about a game or or an aspect of gaming and give a long form answer to it and ha- not have the other person just have like roll their eyes or cut you off or change the subject or things like that um yeah. i love just being able to find people on the community or or just online just to talk about this thing that we're all obsessing about but don't really get a chance to like talk to like even i have friends who are into gaming but there's no way i could sit down and talk to them for an hour or so about like so, why do you buy digital? Like, they don't care. Like, they don't even, like, I, I talked to, I talked to three separate people who don't know each other, and they all purchased Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and they were all disappointed that it didn't have a single player game. Like, they didn't do any research. They had no idea, like, what they were actually buying. And I'm like, that. guys, like, what, how does that even happen? That's an ex, in, in Canada, it's even more. It's like $80. So, right. I just don't understand. So that's that's who I get to deal with <laughs> when talking <laughs> about video games. Like every now and then uh, a game will stick and we can kind of like sit and chat about uh, Bloodborne or The Witcher or something. Fallout especially is something yeah. that is like far reaching and getting people who aren't like total hardcore gamers. uh mm-hmm. can talk about that. Um, I was playing a soccer game, actually, and one of my line mates, we were talking about Fallout 4, the entire game, <laughs> <laughs> instead of actually playing, so that was a good time, but uh, nice. yeah, man, I, I'm so appreciative that you took some time, and took time away from your podcast, and <laughs> <to> talk to <laughs> me today, no, uh, one last on. time, let everybody know uh, where they can find you, and maybe, what, what's the latest on 8 on Chimp.
1: Yeah, so, uh, my, my social media is kind of simple, everything is just Noah M. Todd um it's t-o-d-d and noah's spelled like it sounds and the m is just my middle name so noah and sure. todd that's my instagram and my twitter i couldn't get it for facebook for like there's like you know the, the uh, link i'm like yeah i'm like noah todd dot three i'm like gosh dang it there's a noah todd <laughs> who has noah todd dot com some actor guy and i'm so we're mad. we're gonna have him. to find him yep we did. <laughs> um but that's what i am on social media um the website is 8bitchimp so 8-B-I-T and then shimp how it's spelled. And there's a YouTube channel. And I did get that on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. I was happy about that. Like that was something awesome. when I was creating the website, I was like, all right, I want to get something that's available everywhere. And so I found this website where you put in the thing and it shows you if the domain's available, the Twitter's available and stuff like that. Right. And so I did that. And it was available everywhere. And it made me so happy because Done. it could I'll be take the it. same thing <laughs> on everything. Um. Yeah, so... That's where you can find that. And as for 8-Bit Shump, you know, continued content throughout the week. We have, when this episode goes out, which is Monday, right? Every Monday, Every you Monday. got it. So, what this Saturday will be the next 8-Bit chatter, and it'll be episode 95. Yep. Yeah. So, that'll be awesome. The- That's
0: huge, man. 95. That's congratulations. 100 is right around the corner. That's yeah. great.
1: I'm excited about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks so much again. Yeah, thank you. So by now you're probably thinking, "Hey, what the heck, guys? Why didn't you play Metacritic Mayhem?" Well, that is just the thing. I want—I'm I, not sure I'm gonna do that every single week, but I might have to save that for for a special occasion. So we'll see. Well, it all depends. It's not gonna be an automatic thing. You're just gonna have to come back every week just to see if we're gonna play that—that that the internet's new game that is great and you love it. It's Metacritic Mayhem. Uh, we took a break from it this week, but it might be back next week. I guess I guess you'll just never know. But huge thanks to Noah for taking the time and for <laughs> making everybody else on his podcast do it alone. Thanks for taking time away and, and chatting with me. That was awesome. And you will join a special group of people who get shout outs just like Kaylee Woomer, Zyger, James and Josh from the Life of Gaming Podcast, Arctic Sloth from the PlayStation Report, Ray Lee and Rebecca from Nerd Overdrive, Bobby and Alan and Toby and Holly from the Geek Cast, Brock from Brock D. McLaughlin and Seamus from Australia. Seamus Mullins, you're my dude. Hope everything is going great with you. And Joey, don't worry man, if you think that I forgot about you, this is something special. So the other day I was... Recording a podcast with Joey Ferris and Alan Plummer from Game and Talk. You might remember Joey from episode 20-something just a couple weeks ago. And uh, Joey asked me to be on his show, Game and Talk. You guys should definitely listen to that. I had an absolute riot talking to those guys. Even though Alan kind of pieced out halfway through, it's fine. I'll just totally take over that podcast too. Uh, game and Talk, that's with an ampersand. You can't find it with spelling and. I don't know why iTunes doesn't know the difference. I don't. Know. You need Game Ampersand Talk that's the name of the podcast you guys should go listen to that it was a beaut oh sorry noah here's one last time his podcast 8-bit chatter his twitter at noah m todd with two d's and nope that's the only letter that repeats youtube.com slash 8-bit chimp and it's the number eight here guys uh 8-bit chimp website 8-bit chimp.com and add them on psn killer burritos that's a great playstation name, killer burritos good one i love it we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here guys thank you so much for listening to we the gamer cast it happens every monday and if you like it even a little bit hit subscribe tell a friend find me on twitter let me know at sean capri that sean like connery and capri like the pants and Special shadow, guys. I'm so appreciative of anybody who lets me know that they're even listening. Uh, my happiness depends entirely on your messages. So keep that up. I really appreciate it. And keep sending in your emails to wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com. I read every single one of them. Um, thank you so much, guys. It really means a lot. Don't forget, wethenerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast. So go there every day for video game reviews and other opinion pieces. Uh, this week we've got some really – this is some special stuff because I've got an article up. Um, my review for quantum break goes up on monday so i guess probably by the time you're hearing this it will it will likely be up if not sometime during monday my quantum break with a final score and a full review will be up as well um you guys should if this is a little late this is a couple of days late but you should go up i had no idea anybody was doing this but there is an incredible april fool's article i think we the nerdy might have had one of the best ones uh hillary clinton joins mitomo in an attempt to connect with millennials it is absolute comedic gold and you guys should definitely go check that out and share it to anybody who might actually want to listen to that and by listen i mean read Oh, what else um dark souls 3 is a game that's coming out soon so john clark is taking care of that review for us on the pc and andrew Semichek will be doing the xbox one review pretty shortly so look out for that one i can't wait for dark souls 3 are you guys kidding me oh my gosh that game looks awesome okay so that's video games we've got a couple comic book stuff here too guys alexander hansiak's got (laughs) totally awesome hulk one through four review I don't know if the comic is actually called Totally Awesome Hulk or if he thinks that Hulk 1 through 4 are totally awesome, but I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> I'll be reading that too. I'm going to be getting schooled on, on comic stuff here, so that's why I go to We the Nerdy. I'm going to learn a little more. Chad Waller has an interview with William Dickstein about his self-funded, self-published comic book called Chosen. I think that's how you're actually supposed to say it because the O and the S are the number 05, so Ch- O five n. That's weird. It always looks better than when you say it. Just like Kaylee Woomer's P S N with the X's instead of spaces. This is chosen with numbers instead of letters. Uh, he also has this super advanced review of an Alien comic book from Dark Horse. It's called Alien Defiance. Uh, that sounds awesome. I definitely love all the Alien sort of expanded universe stuff. That looks that looks incredible. But otherwise. This is episode twenty-three, it is now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome week. Okay, bye.
1: PC gaming is so above my head. Jason. 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 Jason!
0: Jason!